there's one advice I could give to you and all your viewers if they want to leave here today and say, I learned some new Bitcoin mining. Buy when the market is down. What is the things that make Sada Miner fail? Why they fail? So the Bitcoin mining machines, the best ones today on the market, the S19 XP from Bitmain. What is the magic number that we need to have in mind to make a Bitcoin mining business profitable? What is the secret to be a successful Bitcoin miner? Joining me on the show is Adik Kilik, President and Chief Executive Officer at Hive Blockchain Technologies, a Nasdaq-listed company that finds the recipe for success in Bitcoin mining. You don't want to miss on what those leaders and amazing guests we bring on the show every week to share their secret of success, what they are building, and how they see the market evolving. So click the subscribe button, follow us on social media, and show all your support because we need it. If you have any comment, please reach out to me on Twitter or send me an email at Steffi at financialfox.news and I will do my best to answer any question that you have. And also, if you have any suggestion for us, please ask them as well. And finally, remember that all the content here is for informational purposes only. We don't offer any financial advice and we will never do any investment, especially in the crypto and blockchain space is very risky and you need to do your own due diligence, do your own research and take responsibility of any decision you make and where you put your money. Hey, Aiden, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really glad to have you on the show. So there has been a lot in the news about Bitcoin mining. You know, we are going towards the avenue next year and the miners has been making money. You have also reported some results. So there is a lot that we can, uh, we can chat. But uh, let's start with a quick introduction. Thank you. Yeah. So my name is Ivan Killick. I'm the president and chief executive officer of Hive Digital Technologies. We're uh, a large Bitcoin miner. We're 1% of the network globally. And we used to be one of the world's largest Ethereum miners. We were 2% of the Ethereum network. And uh, now we're also taking our GPUs, our NVIDIA GPUs that we mined Ethereum with, and we're um, transitioning to do AI computing. But today's interview is about Bitcoin mining. And I'm going to talk about some fun math that's very cool and exciting uh, for people who are uh, nerdy and like math. Exactly, exactly. And that's what we want to talk because um, one of the questions that I always get asked is uh, what is the input power price that right. need to be at the moment to make uh, for a viable project uh, in Bitcoin mining? So it's like, what is the magic number that, yeah. you know, we need to have in mind to make a Bitcoin mining business profitable? Because this is a big issue, you know, right? Especially when you go through a bear market, lots of Bitcoin miners, they, you know, they go out of business because they don't have enough money. They can't fundraise. We have so many like core scientific. So tell me the magic. Yeah. So the magic is like this. It's all math. So it's physics, really. Input is electricity. Output is hash rate. Now the hash rate part is very straightforward. The amount of Bitcoin that you earn is directly proportional to your hash rate. There's an equation for it. And what it is, is the number of hashes per block 
because every 10 minutes there's a block. So how many hashes do you have to put in a block to solve it? That number is difficulty times 2 to the power of 32. So difficulty is a very big number. Difficulty is right now about 63 trillion. 2 to the power of 32 is about 4.3 billion. So you multiply those numbers, you get a very large number, you know, 10 to the 23. That's a number of hashes per block. 10 to the 23 is a huge number. But when you think about a single S19 is 100 terahash, well, terahash is, you know what tera means? It's 10 to the power of 12. Terra is already trillion. So one S19 miner is already doing uh, 100 trillion terahashes. So what if you have a million miners? Well, now that's 10 to the power of 18. So it all makes sense when you put it on paper. And so that is the relationship between hash rate and Bitcoin. There's a direct linear calculation. Linear means it's if you plot it, it's on a straight line. It's very straightforward. Um, and the simplest way to think of it, some people do this, this is more rudimentary, but if the global network hash rate is 400 exahash and you as a Bitcoin miner have four exahash, well, what's four over 400? It's about 1%. That means you're 1% of the network. Then you get 1% of the Bitcoin every day. You get 1% of the transaction fee. So that's very easy, right? And so another thing we do is we say, well, what's the price of Bitcoin that day? If you're 1% of the network and you're getting nine Bitcoin a day, what is the price of Bitcoin? If it's 35,000, okay, you go nine times 35,000. It's about 315,000 a day of revenue. So the quantity of Bitcoin you get is directly proportional to the difficulty through that equation I told you. And then the dollar amount of Bitcoin or dollar value of the Bitcoin is proportional to the price. So it's all linear. It's a multiply, directly proportional, we say. Now, how does that relate to your cost? Well, every Bitcoin ASIC miner that you purchase has a rating that just like a car, you get horsepower, right? It says, okay, this car is 500 horsepower. I like cars, right? I like fast cars, V8, 550 horsepower Range Rover, okay? Well, that's a big engine. It's a V8. It uses a lot of fuel. So what's the fuel efficiency of that car? It's going to use a lot of fuel. A good example I actually like to use is, is a Porsche. I think a Porsche Turbo is very fast and has a small engine. It's only 3.6 liters. Very efficient. If you look at an American car like a, like a Camaro or a Challenger, they, they have a lot of horsepower and they're fast, but they use a lot of gas. They're not as efficient. That's the keyword. So the Bitcoin mining machines, the best ones today on the market, the S19 XP from Bitmain, MicroBT has a model, I think the M56, but they have these, these, these names, these model numbers. But the only thing that matters is the efficiency in joules per terahash. Why? That is a ratio of input energy to output hash rate. So uh, uh, the new model XP has an efficiency of 22 joules per terahash. That means you need 22 joules of energy for a single hash, or a single terahash, I should say, right? So now you can easily say, aha, I know if I need to make this much hash rate, if I know how many hashes I need to earn one block or to solve one block, now I know how much energy I require to create that. Okay. And so now you have the ratio of cost to revenue. And a really simple way for people to do it out there is you can track something called, well, first I'll explain how you calculate the cost. If, if a, just a quick physics lesson. Sometimes people talk about a kilowatt hour. They say, hey, our electricity is five cents per kilowatt hour. A kilowatt hour is just a unit of energy because in physics, a unit of energy is a joule and a unit of power 
is a joule per second. So the funny thing is, what what is what? How do we measure power? We measure power in watts. Okay. Now, if a watt is just a joule per second, and you you say, okay, I take I have a joule per second, and you you multiply it by time, joule per second, and you multiply it by time, the time cancels out in the denominator, and you're just left with joules. The reason why I say that is when you say a kilowatt hour, a kilowatt hour sounds funny, but it's just a different way to express a joule of energy because it's a kilowatt times hour. So that's all it is. It's all just physics, right? So basically, if you say I have a, a, a miner and it's three kilowatts, right? Like S19 is three kilowatts and XP is three kilowatts. You say it's three kilowatts times, say your power cost is 0 0.05. You go three three kilowatts times five cents per kilowatt hour times 24 hours in a day. And you do the math. So what's, you know, three times five is 15 cents times 24. You know, it might cost you $3.60 to, to run. I'm just doing the math in my head. It might cost you $3.60 a day electricity to run an S19 XP. But you could look at how much that will earn you. And, you know, right now, you know, the hash price is about seven cents a terahash and if it's if it's 140 terahash that's about nine dollars and eighty cents so you might make nine dollars and eighty cents of revenue the cost is three dollars and sixty cents so your profit is about six dollars on s19 xp so that sounds good but that s19 xp is going to cost you how much is it going to cost well they priced it in dollar per terahash so then they go oh okay well this we want twenty dollars a terahash how many terahash it's 140 What's 20 times 140? It's 2,800. So now this machine that's going to cost you $2,800 is earning you six bucks a day. Now you do the math and it's going to, you realize, holy shoot, that's going to, that's going to take um, quite, what's 2,800 divided by six? You know, it's a little over, it's about 530 days. You're like, shit, that's a pretty long ROI, right? Yeah. And so what happens is you can map all this stuff into an equation and there's six variables, okay? There's a dollar per terahash. When you want to solve for ROI, what is the return on investment? The equation is like this. Investment on the top divided by profit on the bottom. Simple, right? So what's the investment on the top? The investment on the top is dollar per terahash times the terahash of the machine. What's on the bottom? The denominator. How do you say denominator in Italian? Denominatoris. The same. Exactly. So uh, I'm half Italian, by the way, everybody. So I, <laughs> I like to get, get close to my heritage. So... On the, the bottom, your profit is revenue minus cost. Well, guess what? Yeah. We just calculated the revenue, right? The revenue is the hash rate times the daily hash price. Hash price, you can look it up online. It's a shortcut for people. It, you, um, it's more straightforward. The revenue times the hash price and then minus the electricity price times the power consumption of the machine times 24 hours. And so now when you subtract those, boom, you have ROI. And there's there's six primary variables variables. There's dollar per um, terahash purchase price, the price of Bitcoin, the network difficulty, your electrical operating costs, and the machine efficiency. And those five input variables will solve ROI. So if you ever take in linear algebra, if you have five variables, you can't plot that on a 3D graph. There's too many variables. So what you do is you fix some of the variables and the rest you can plot in 3D and it will look like, you know, like a sheet of, like a sheet of paper it will have a little bit of curvature. It will look like that when you plot it in 3D. And then you can explore those ROI curves and you could say, ah, given these market economics, this is the best ROI. But what if difficulty changes or Bitcoin price changes, this curve shifts 
And so what we do at Hive, we do this specifically at Hive, not a lot of companies do this. They explore the relationship of those curves and they, we do an advanced sensitivity now. So we say, we don't control the market, but if the market moves 5% this way, 5% that way, these different axes, is it difficulty? Is it Bitcoin price? Whatever. We know that within a high degree of margin, the purchase of this machine at this price is the best ROI compared to all the other machines we can buy right now. So we basically solve a physics equation every time we invest our money. It's super interesting. So there is no one single answer and you have to adjust to the market. That's, that's constantly. Yes. So tell me what is the problem? What is the things that makes other miners fail? Why they fail? Um, I don't think they do the math. I think people like to just treat it as a single point in time and they go, oh, Bitcoin 60,000 today. If we buy, there's there's online calculators that, that tell you what your uh, profit will be. You can go to Coin Wars or Crypto Compare. There's all these online calculators and they say, hey, if we bought this machine right now in a bull market, right? This is in a bull market. Bitcoin price is here, mining profits here. If we buy this machine right now, we're going to make back our money in a year. But what happens is as soon as Bitcoin starts falling, that ROI starts stretching out to one year, two year, five year, 10 year, eventually infinity. And if you're break even price of the miner, so there's the time it takes for it to pay. To pay. Calculus is very important to understand this stuff because when you think of an integral, you're measuring the area underneath the curve. And so what you need to do is you need to look at Bitcoin mining economics, which are super volatile and integrate the area under that curve to properly measure your profit over time. It's not static. It's not a straight line. It's very, it's like signal analysis, right? So I'm an electrical engineer. I did a lot of signal analysis in university and in my career. And I meet some other really, really smart miners and, and we'll all talk about these and they're just like, dude, that's it. You know, it's, it, you're right. It's like signal analysis. And so, um, I think people don't, people just treat it as static and they say, oh, what can go wrong? If I buy it today, everything stays the same. Nothing stays the same. You know, it's like if you bought one jacket and you wore it all year round, well, you're going to be too hot in the summer. You're going to be too cold in the yeah, winter, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to, and the best, the best that if there's one advice I could give to you and all your viewers, if they want to leave here today and say, I learned some new Bitcoin mighty, buy when the market is down. It takes ball, stones. It takes, how do you say courage in Italian? Coraggio. Yeah. Take courage. <laughs> Coraggio. Coraggio. Because everything's going down but you have to believe in bitcoin because if you believe in bitcoin you know it's going to go back up you buy when the market's at in the last year stefania hive we bought twenty nine thousand asics yeah we bought we bought for very very cheap the ones we bought last december we bought a bunch of s19 j pros they're already a hundred percent paid off hundred percent paid off and that's in a bear market and here's the thing they paid themselves off in a bear market and then in a bull market it's going to be free cash flowing. All so, the money they make. Question, cash, because I think that's very important. So this machine, you know, they, over time, they, yeah. they it's harder for them to perform. So, you know, and you said about being flexible in buying machine at the right time. So how do you deal with the acquisition of new machine? How can you be flexible on that part of the business oh it just you just have to talk to brokers you talk to manufacturers sometimes there's a good deal and you've got to look for asymmetry in the market so basically when you model things like we do in a very advanced state we see where when there's a a, a drop in machine prices relative to bitcoin mining economics then it's it's a good time to buy so you look you look for asymmetry in the market so 
And even if you're, even if you're um, as a company or an individual, even if you're not that sophisticated, you could just think about like, like real estate, you know, if you drive by and the real estate market is bad and you drive by there's a building and you know, to build that building brand new is going to cost you a million dollars. And that building is for sale for $900,000. You know, you're getting it close to the cost of replacement. So there's a physical cost to manufacture these, these ASICs, you know, and the manufacturing is usually, I mean, we built a bunch of machines ourselves with, with Intel. So we, we, we understand this. Um, and it varies because there's the chip cost of that. If you have new silicon, those are more expensive, but really roughly, you might say the, the cost to produce a machine is somewhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars US. Uh, and so if it's a machine that's been around for many, many, many years and, and Bitmain or MicroBT has mass produced that silicon, that silicon is very cheap. You know, they've repaid their investment costs on that silicon. Now they, the incremental cost of, of printing more chips is very cheap. The manufacturing cost goes down with time, but somewhere in that realm, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks is roughly the cost to manufacture the box. And so if you're buying a, 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 an ASIC close to the cost of, of um, replacing it, or sometimes even lower, you can get a distress sale. I mean, right now there's, you know, people are selling machines for four or five bucks a carahash. They're not very profitable. They're almost paperweights and they're well below their cost to produce. But I'm talking about when a machine still has a good economic life cycle ahead of it, and you could buy it close to its cost of production. That's always, it doesn't matter what business you're in. That's always a good deal, right? And also, I think, uh, I think we mentioned that when we had uh, our uh, discussion in Miami, in Amsterdam, it's all about also where do you, you know, do you have those machines? Is that, you know, South America? Is that North Europe? So that, that, you know, it could be maybe a machine that is not so efficient in one place. It could be in another one. Yeah, it's mostly just based on the electrical price. The one thing that the different jurisdictions help, if you have a cool, dry climate where it's very stable and friendly for the machines to operate, whereas some some jurisdictions, there's a lot of humidity in the air. There's salt, salt water. The machines can rust and corrode. Some places in Texas, there's that red dust and it can, um, you know, kill the fans a little bit quicker. But usually people just replace the fans. Um, but definitely cool, dry climate is a nice, with nice stable temperature is like a good place to run the machines. And that's why we're in Sweden, Iceland, and Canada. They're all cool and dry climates. Um, but, you know, right now, for example, you could still, if you have power cheap enough at one or two cents, you could still run an S9, which is a very old machine, profitably, right? And there's a matrix, um, which we, we build internally based on the physics equation that show you the different break-even prices for the different types of machines. And right now, I think the break-even price for uh, an S19J Pro, basically a machine that's 30 joules a terahash efficiency, has a break-even price today of about 9 or 10 cents a kilowatt hour. A machine with 22 joules of terahash of efficiency, like a Bitmain XP, has a break-even price of about 13 cents a kilowatt hour, right? And a machine of 38 joules of terahash, uh, like an older Canon 1246 or MicroBT 30S, um, 38 joules of terahash. It's confusing because the model number has, the model name has a number in it. So I say Canon 1246. Okay. And then I say 38 joules of terahash. I hope the readers don't go, what the hell is he talking about? It's all this gibberish. So then yeah. never mind the model number. Never mind the model number. Machina, it doesn't matter. It's a machine. The efficiency is what matters. So 38 joules of terahash, you're going to be doing about six or seven cents a kilowatt hour of revenue. That's your break even right now. That cheat sheet changes with time. Because when I give you a cheat sheet, I'm giving you two rows of number. 
that's just like that's just like aligned like this, right? Yeah. But the, but the reality is it's actually three D because there's other factors and yeah. this this shape is always changing with time as Bitcoin price and difficulty changes. So all people are doing is they're taking a strip or a slice of data, or worse, you go why do some people fail? Is because they take a single point and they don't study the trend. And you have to understand this because you know when you're investing in a in a bear market, by the way. You know, we made our machines, our money back in one year on those machines, actually 11 months on those machines. Guess what? When it goes to a bull market, we already spent the money. We already bought the machines at 11 bucks, $11 a terahash. These machines were trading for $100 a terahash when they were new. Like we're, we're talking about major discounts for buying it. And when the bull market comes, that ROI of 11 months can go down to five months, six months. So it's all, once you buy the machine, you planted your seed, you made your bed, and that's what you have to live with whether you're going to make your money back. So that's why it's okay to buy the machines in a bear market as long as you get them cheap enough. And then when the market takes off, if you were smart, maybe the machine already 100% paid off and then you're just earning pure profit at that point. That is the golden goose of crypto mining, but it's hard to get there because it takes discipline, it takes capital, and it takes courage. Brilliant. Aiden, great. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your mic. That was such a... Thank you. conversation. Thank you.